What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I'm not sure how many of you heard the or read about the comments made by the Mariners president of, no, he's a president and CEO, I guess. Yeah, president and CEO over the weekend. And it was basically, he was invited to talk to a breakfast club or something. It was the Bellevue Washington Rotary Club. Uh, and you know, that's a pretty, for those of you who aren't aware, I mean, that's a pretty, at least as far as I know, a relatively affluent area, especially when you're dealing with, um, a guy who's a CEO of the Seattle Mariners, obviously he wouldn't be, uh, have been able to been invited unless that club had some pull or they had a prior relationship with him, but I digress. But basically during this call, it was like a zoom call. He made a lot of comments. He was telling a story of like, you know, how 2020 went, things that they, look forward to in 2021, the state of the franchise and whatnot. So there were a lot of sound bites out of this. Uh, first, when I read the comments, I was like, okay, wow, that's interesting. But I found a video. So initially, this video was posted to YouTube by the Bellevue Rotary Club itself, but then it was taken down. But then someone, like a, a reporter, went out and re-uploaded it. So I watched it. It's a lot different if you actually watch the video and listen to the interview and watch the interview than if you to just read the sound bites because you can, when you watch some something it you know puts the tone in there you get more context as opposed to just reading snippets of a transcript and not really knowing what the tone was what the delivery was exactly you know what was what was meant behind certain words you you don't get the same feel for it as you would if you were to listen so i went ahead and listened to it and watched the video so i mean all in all this was just a very casual conversation between kevin mother and the people on this board, he was talking about the team. And and let me just start with some of the some of the comments he's made, he made that rubbed people the wrong way. Well, number one, he admitted to service time, service time manipulation. So everyone has already known that teams manipulate service time. That's not a secret. But this is at least the first time or maybe the biggest example of a team president giving specific details as to, you know, exactly how they're manipulating service time. He went out and said, uh, he literally said, there was no chance you were going to see these young players at T-Mobile Park. He's talking about the top prospects in 2020 that were playing at the alternate side. Um, he said, we weren't going to put them on the 40-man roster. We weren't going to start the service time clock. There were all kinds of reasons that if we had an injury problem or COVID outbreak, you might have seen my big tummy out there in left field. You would not have seen our prospect playing at T-Mobile Park. So basically, basically what he was saying there, he's exactly saying like the reason for that is, you know, we're not going to start that service time clock. That's he literally said those words. We weren't going to start the service time clock. So this is a hot button topic because the current CBA, I believe, yeah, the current CBA expires this winter. So this winter is going to be a long negotiation between MLB Players Association, the owners on a new collective bargaining agreement. You can already bet the MLBPA are rubbing their hands like Birdman over these quotes. They're going to obviously use this as evidence and say, hey, you admitted to service time manipulation. And they're going to use that, you know, when negotiating the next collective bargaining agreement. I mean, there are a lot of people who believe there's going to be a strike next year. And after these comments, honestly, there is a very good chance of that happening. But Kevin Mather went on to 
gave a lot of details about some of the top prospects on the team. He talked about Jared Kelenic and Logan Gilbert. He said that they're going to be up in the big leagues this year, but they're going to have their debuts delayed. And obviously, we know the reason for that. Um, you know, he said, yeah, we'd like Kelenic to get a few more at-bats in the minor leagues, probably AAA Tacoma for a month, then he will likely be in left field at T-Mobile Park for the next six or seven years. As for Gilbert, you won't see him on April 1st, but by mid-April, he will be on Seattle's active roster. So obviously, if you connect the dots, he's implying that, yeah, we don't want to start them opening day because of that service time clock, which he had mentioned earlier. He also talked about some of the um, international players affiliated with the franchise. Talked about Julio Rodriguez. You know, he's their star prospect. He, I mean, th these are some of the more pro problematic remarks that came out of this interview where he talked about Julio Rodriguez and Sashi Wakuma, who used to pitch for the Mariners, having difficulty speaking English. He said, um, Julio Rodriguez has got a bigger personality than all of you combined. He's loud. His English is not tremendous. And then... He also went out and said, he said, uh, they rehired Isashi Iwakuma and, you know, they want him to be like their Asian scout, interpreter, all that to understand what's going on with the Japanese league. And he's coming to spring training, but he, he said, I'm going to say I'm tired of paying for his interpreter. When he was a player, we'd pay Iwakuma X, but we'd also have to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. So yeah, th those are some, some pretty strong words. Basically, you have a, a CEO complaining about paying seventy-five grand to have an interpreter for one of your pitchers. And honestly, what what does he care about seventy-five grand? I mean, what in the grand scheme of things? Why does I mean? I chuckled at that. I'm like, you're paying Iwakuma millions and millions of dollars. I mean, I guess you could just consider the seventy-five grand a year part of Iwakuma's contract, and then you wouldn't think twice. I mean, why is that? Why is that a uh, pain point? But I mean. It is what it is. These guys are running a business. And, and, and I will say, Kevin Mothery did admit on this interview right off the bat, he said, yeah, he's going to acknowledge that nobody cares about rich you know, sports owners losing money. He said that a lot. He said in, in a pandemic, no one's going to care about that. He acknowledges it. So at least he's aware of that. But I mean, those, those, he, those are some of the comments he made, but he made some other comments. I mean, he did say Kyle Seeger will will be a Mariners Hall of Famer in the future. But he also did say he's probably overpaid. But he did say Seager, you know, has good clubhouse leadership. And this is likely his final year in Seattle. So one funny thing is that Kyle Seager's wife then tweeted after finding out about this. He sa she said, so should we put our house in Seattle on the market now? Or, I mean, obviously she's, I mean, she's hearing the news that he's saying, he, meaning the CEO of the Mariners, saying that this will be Kyle's final year in Seattle. So, But, yeah, I mean, if you haven't had a chance to check this out, I, I highly recommend it. I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version, but you, everything you need to know is basically what I'm telling you. Essentially, he admitted to service time manipulation. He complained about some of his prospects not speaking English well enough and having to pay for an interpreter. And, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of it. I mean, he, he gave a lot of really, really cool details about the team, which I thought, I mean, if I was a Mariners fan, I, I, I learned a lot. I'm not a Mariners fan, but if I were, 
you know, I, I learned a lot about what they plan to do this year. These are things that beat writers or reporters, these are scoops they don't get. We're hearing it straight from the source itself. So that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And one thing I got is that they are very high on Jared Kelnick. I mean, they're not the only ones. Scouts are high on Kelnick too. But apparently they offered Kelnick a long-term six-year deal for substantial money with options to go further. But Jared Kelnick turned it down. And he's going to bet on himself and he's going to try to get a bigger deal sometime down the road. He's not going to go the Evan White route. You know, Evan White... White signed that six-year, I believe, like $23 million contract before he had ever played a day in the big leagues. They tried to do the same thing. I mean, I don't know how much money it was, but they tried to get Kellenick to sign a contract before even playing a day in the big leagues, and he declined that. He's going to bet on himself and try to get more money down the line because he's the real deal. He also said that Taylor Trammell, outfielder they picked up in a trade with the Padres, he's going to be up in the big leagues in 2021, probably in the back half of the season. So a lot more tidbits in here. I highly recommend checking this out. At least checking out the transcript if you haven't. This is this was this was a great. I mean, I run a podcast, but I mean, if you just listen to, it's not very often you get to hear details like this straight from a source in the team. So if you take a listen to that, you'll learn a lot. But what do you guys think think about the comments made by Mariner CEO? I mean, he's already under fire here. People are saying that he might resign or get fired. Uh, might lose his job. What do you guys think? Let me know. But that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.